0: Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello everybody, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast.
1: That's just too weird.
0: The GYST No, no, you gotta
1: start over, that's just too weird. Also known as
0: Get Your Shit Together. Alright, thanks Kyle Reed for, for that weird intro. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is episode 95, and this is all about making friends as adults. And just so you know, a lot of times we, when we get together, a lot of work goes into putting each of these episodes together. Every week, it's it's probably about five to six hours of, you know, from concept to finished product to marketing and everything. And so part of this is a behind the scenes, we wanna let you guys know, we even changed the title of episodes as we're, we're speaking. And so this one originally was adult friends. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we changed it to making friends as adults. So so thank you, Kyle, for that.
1: That's only because Rohit kept saying adult friend finder. Is there such a huh? thing? Yeah, you showed it to me.
0: No, that, that's a good place to network and stuff.
1: It's not. It's not. No. It's to find special friends. Don't play dumb. Don't play dumb.
0: All right, so today is all about making friends as adults. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, you know, what is it when you're a kid that you look for in friends? And, and why is it so much easier when you're a kid compared to when you're an adult? And and there's a couple of things I want to talk about when you are young. It's so much easier to make friends because you are constantly surrounded by hundreds or thousands of new students in, in class. You're doing different clubs. You're doing different sports opportunities to meet new people is abundant. You're going to parties. You're meeting other people. It's so much easier as a child to make friends.
1: Time out. I'm going to be proactive to break this episode up. Okay. So it doesn't go, real hit, boom, 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 Mm boom. And I'm going to say, I think you have more opportunities as an adult to make friends. Because as a kid, you can't drive to the mall. You can't drive to the store. You can't drive to a library. You can't drive to a nightclub. You can't drive to a bar. You can't go to any of those places. You take the bus to school. You ride with 25 kids on a bus. You're in a classroom with 25 kids. You are at recess with about 200 kids. You're in an assembly with about 1,000 kids or 500 kids, depending upon the size of your school and what town you go to. But, as a child, it's socially acceptable to say, hey, do you want to be my friend? as an adult that's weird why is it weird
0: are we on air right now yeah yeah oh okay i thought you meant like no when you were like wait hold on no i thought it was like uh you know sam needs to edit this out no i
1: just because when you were saying that that's what i i thought yeah and i didn't want you to get to another point without Mm -hmm. discussing that or having to go back too far to it so i said you know what i'm gonna interject right now we're gonna like discuss this point more
0: so do you have more friends now as an adult than you did as a kid yeah probably Wow
1: because as a kid you had like ten friends
0: okay I can see what you mean okay okay um, so there's two things that, that I want to point out before mm-hmm. before we go into what you're what you're saying one so this is gonna be uh, hopefully hopefully a, a shocking um, stat out there for you guys take a look at your bank account if you're happy, Give yourself a a thumbs up. If you're not happy with it, give yourself a thumbs down. Your bank account is a reflection of the average of your 10 closest friends bank accounts. And so what that really talks about is it's really a reflection of who you hang out with as an adult because you're going to pick up those same patterns, those same ways of thinking. And that's what we're drawn to as adults is is people who, who think like us, who feel like us, who do the same things as us because we're looking for conformity because we don't want to be the the three percent of the population that, that doesn't conform and so if you take a look at your bank account the majority of the time it's going to be an average of the bank accounts of your 10 closest friends so again if you're happy fantastic hang out with more of those people if you're not happy you need to get yourself some new friends and you can do that by listening to our episode circle of influence the other thing I want to talk about...
1: Shameless plug.
0: Shameless plug. Um, the D.A.R.E. program, right? What was it, called? Drug Abuse. Drug abuses.
1: Abuse Resistance Education.
0: So think about that. And I remember in sixth mm-hmm. grade, I mean, I got the shirt. I was the number one student, and stuff like that. And I took it so seriously. And what did they always tell you and show you stuff about? These strangers are going to come up to you and offer you drugs. I have never in my life been approached by a stranger saying, do you want to buy drugs? But I can tell you my 10 closest friends have offered me drugs. You, my friend, didn't grow up in Compton. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I think it's, it's also the expectations that, that you set, you know, to kids growing up. And so I think if, if we can go back and tell kids, if I can go back and tell myself, a lot of the friends that you have right now, it doesn't matter because you're going to outgrow them. You need to hang out with people who are better than you because that's how you're going to improve. Goes back to the old adage of playing pool with pool players who are better than you cuz that's how you're going to improve. If you keep hanging out with if you if you keep playing pool with people who you destroy them every game, well that's helping them get better, but that's not doing anything for you. How are you going to improve? And so I think it's easier to make friends as a child, but but you think otherwise?
1: No. I would agree that it's easier, but not because you have more opportunities. I believe you have less opportunities to make friends as a child, but because it's socially acceptable to just be friends with someone because you want to throw dirt at them and you like dirt at the same time, it's easier. You don't go to the supermarket and meet people, but you can. Why don't you? Because it's weird. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If... I was like, Roy, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, me and Bill are going to go out drinking. Who's Bill? Oh, I met him at Safeway. We were in the fucking, <laughs> I don't know, right? We were looking at vegetables together. And I was checking out a cantaloupe. And he was like, hey, you know how you can tell if a cantaloupe is right? You do this. And he showed you how to tell if a cantaloupe is right. And I was like, that's fucking cool. What's your name? My name yeah. is Bill. That's fucking weird. <laughs> But why is it weird? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I agree. It's 100% easier, I think, as a kid to make friends. But I don't think it's for a lack of opportunity as an adult. Because I think we have a ton of opportunities as adults to make friends. We don't do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that we've had 20, 30, 40 years for our ideals to be shifted by society. It tells you you're supposed to do certain things at certain places. You got a grocery store, you're supposed to shop right Mm -hmm. you're at work you're supposed to work you're at a nightclub well you're supposed to meet girls or guys whatever whether you're a guy or a girl or hetero or homo it doesn't matter um and I think that's what gets in the way not necessarily the lack of opportunity if that makes sense
0: you're saying it's more social social norms correct that prevent you yeah okay I can I can kind of see that Mm -hmm. more social expectations
1: yeah, because the 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 norm has become the expectation, right? Mm-hmm. What what has become normalized or what is expected to be normal, is what's expected of you. So that's that was the only thing that I would say that I would argue personally, just personal belief or, or thought, I guess. Um, that it shouldn't be that hard. Should not be that hard. We like riding bikes. Let's go ride bikes together. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Why not? You like golf? Let's go golf together.
2: <clears throat> Why can't it be that easy? Hmm. What's
0: your take on this, Glen?
2: To be honest, you know, I, I keep going back to what you said about playing pool with better players. Um, that's still rolling around in my mind here. Um, because yes, we do want to improve our skills, um, and if we're playing with people who are you know worse players than us, we're not really improving. However. Um, unless we're playing with people like that, we can't help them improve as well. So I, th- I think a good mix is is where we want to be at with our friends.
1: We need a mentor, um, or we need a mentee.
2: Exactly. I mean, we, we do need someone that can be a mentor to us and someone that we can be a mentor to. Yeah. Um, I think that ultimately helps us grow even more. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're just constantly learning and not learning from teaching
1: you ever heard the phrase, "If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room." All the time. I know it makes me feel really I'm weird always, right now.
2: I know I'm always in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but no, but that's—I feel like that's something that you that you should live by. I mean, you know, we talk about making friends as children versus friends as adults. Mm-hmm. I would say now, as an adult, how many of your current friends are currently active
2: in your life in some capacity <clears throat> were childhood friends? um I've really only got one friend and it, are we counting junior high and high school or are we just counting childhood, childhood? yeah
1: so are we defining childhood then um you, you know you, before you could take a look. look at yeah so you could take a look at um, teenage and tweenage years I, I suppose okay
2: so then I would probably only have one friend that I've known since junior high mm-hmm. um how about since high school does that bring it up a little bit no just just one mm-hmm I've got people that I know, but I wouldn't consider friends. Yeah, acquaintances, maybe. Maybe acquaintances, yeah. Friends at one time, drifted apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I have plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that many people don't know about me is I've moved around a lot. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've lived in 33 different cities. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> 33 different cities. I'm, what, 36 right now?
1: So if you would have said 33 states, that would have been impressive. Step your game up, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve.
2: Twelve different states. Damn, good shit. But um, that, that just tells you, you know, it, it's... There are different types of people that are trying to make friends. Yeah. And there are kids out there that don't have that option to make friends in school. Yeah. Um, they don't have that option as adults because they're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. You got to set down roots sometime and start making friends.
1: So... Would you say that it's a valid uh, observation that maybe it's not lacking an option or opportunity, but it's potentially your experience that has shaped you, n- not you specifically, but just in general, that per- uh, person, that has shaped them to believe that their lack of time in this location is not worth it to make friends?
2: Oh, that's something that I experience myself. Yeah, Yeah. I look at it like, okay, I just got to this new town, new school. I'm going to be here for six months. Why even try? Yeah, why bother? Right. Uh And I know that's what a lot of military kids go through. Me, I'm not a military kid by any means.
1: But you can relate to Um, them.
2: Right, I can can relate to them because my dad being a retired pastor now. Oh, yeah. uh, The church used to send him all over the place, Uh you know, They talk about religious organizations Well, they are organizations. They're still corporations. Um, They they will move their pastors to different towns to build up churches. And uh, that's just one of the effects on the children as well, as they don't have a chance to socialize and and learn the skills needed to build friends. Hmm. So for the longest time up until junior high, um, I can't honestly remember names of any kids from my elementary days. So I, I, I think to me, and, and if I was put in
1: the same situation as well, you would want to do as much as possible to prevent loss. And so if you were somewhere where you were able to establish some roots and develop some friendships and then had to be, those, those roots <clears throat> had to be pulled before those flowers were able to bloom and planted somewhere else, I think the pain from losing those initial friends would be enough to prevent me from trying to make more and lose them again. Mm-hmm. And I think that, personally, if I was in that situation, I think that would shape some of my decisions, because I think it shapes some decisions and relationships
2: for people well, as well. It makes it makes you more careful in who you choose for your friends. Yeah, uh, because you know those people are going to be around even if you move. Yeah. Um, so that's, because as that's adults, why you can, have an opportunity to keep in touch, right. but you don't I, have I can, children. I can literally count my best friends with two fingers. Wow. Two fingers. Mm-hmm. Friends that I, I know well enough to, to converse with and have serious conversations with, uh, bring up serious situations I know they'll help me. i got two hands there. Yeah. But those that I know will always be there, Just, even if one of them's kind of an ass, Mm-hmm. and lazy <laughs> oh no not, not, <laughs> I'm <just> not kidding <laughs> well the ass part maybe but <laughs> no no um, I, I know that these two friends I can always count on to at least be there in those situations yeah um, but it's hard to get those types of friends yeah I mean, you, you think it's easy to make friends, it really is, but to make those kinds of friends, that's the hardest. It takes trust. Friendship. Yeah, it takes trust. And you have to build up that trust. It takes time to build up trust. Yeah.
0: And I think as, as adults, like when, when we're younger, you know, talking to people about everything that's going on in our lives, that, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But as you grow older, I think you become a little bit more selective with who you trust with certain things. Uh, so one, one thing that I do want to talk to you guys about, because mm. I started thinking about, okay, if this is all about making friends as adults, what, what are some options that we have that we can present to the audience, right?
1: So how to make friends as adults? Yeah.
0: Okay. But I think before we get there, there there's something else that, that we need to talk to, that, that you know we need to define. The majority of our friends, as you call it now, we met through work. Right? Yeah. And and you've just kept in touch or or whatever. Both of you guys I I met from from previous work when I was at Microsoft. And so that's that's what happens is you hang out (laughs) with those people all the time. And it's, oh, let's go to lunch. And you start those conversations. And and that's how you do it. I think before we can even get to how do you make friends as adults, we need to define what friendship means or, or what is friends. Okay. Because for the three of us, it's probably all different. I define a friend as someone, if I saw them at the mall, I would go up and say hi to them. Which, for other people, that's very generic.
1: Yeah, that's not good enough for me.
0: And so, that's I think that's what someone. we need to do. To me,
2: that's someone I know and I'm, I'm pleasant with, but... It's an acquaintance. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's an acquaintance. Yeah. So, how would you guys define, you know, like Glenn, for example, when you say two, what is it that, that puts those two... In, in a different category than, than others? What what are some of the, you know, because it is a conscious decision. It's mm-hmm. not like that person's been around forever. Because I I mean, there's probably been people in your life who have been there since day one that you don't trust at all. Exactly. And so what is it as an adult that, that we define what a friend is? And the way I was thinking about this is, well, that's not important. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so someone you say hi, Ed, you end two of them all. To me, is an acquaintance. Um, someone you would invite over to your house, I would say, is a friend. Someone who would pick you up from an airport is a close friend. And someone who would sign their name on a piece of paper to bail you out of jail is a best friend.
2: Thank goodness I've never really been there. Yeah,
1: hopefully you don't have to get bailed out <laughs> of jail. And maybe that's not a good example for everyone. I'm not condoning prison time.
2: Yeah, I was going to say.
1: Um, but... It, it would take a lot, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, if, um, Glenn, I would consider you a friend, but if I went to jail, you would not be a person I would call just because I wouldn't. You don't
2: know me well enough.
1: Exactly, right? I would call, there's five other people I would call first. Fuck. Hey, I fucked up. I'm in jail. Fucking bail's $5,000. Come get me. You know, like, $5,000? What the fuck? Glenn like, would be like. You know where I work. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, man, Kyle's stupid ass is in jail. What the fuck?
2: You know where I work. Where am I get five thousand dollars? He thinks I got five
1: grand. <laughs> He's dumber than I thought he was. Um, so I mean, I think that's kind of like a loose translation or definition of, of friends. But yeah, if I recognize somebody in the mall or, or shopping somewhere, something like that, I, and I said hi, I wouldn't necessarily consider that uh, friends or close friendship. I would consider that maybe an acquaintance, but if I would call or text that person, or hang out with that person, or invite them over to my house, or to do something with other people, then that I think is
0: friendship. I don't know. That's just kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. So, as an adult, what are some things that we can do? I, I think it's important to get outside of work
1: mm-hmm. because that's, that's not, not what definitely. that's not what
0: this is about. Anyone can make friends at work because y- you see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's go grab some food, and little by little, you can just start talking about, you know, commonalities, and before you know it, you're friends. What are some things that we can do outside of work? And I think a lot of those, a lot of the things that we can do, are centered around networking events where you, where there's a certain commonality. And Meetup.com is is fantastic, fantastic website where you can look up. You know, local events and whatnot, but but different networking opportunities.
1: Oh, you got a sneeze? You no, I was
0: pretending to cry because you started laughing at oh, me. Oh,
1: you said meetup.com, and I it made me think of some childish thing. That I don't even know what it was from, but it was like, <clears throat> you come meet me up right now. Like, it was dumb. I'll look it up, and I'll send it to you, but it made me laugh.
0: Hey, um, what did Almond do?
2: If it's clean enough, he'll post it to YouTube too. Yeah, if it's clean um, enough.
0: But but meetup is fantastic, right? <coughs> or you know, a, a lot of times as we as we are adults, we only want to find ourselves in situations that we're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times that means turning down invitations, where normally. You know, you get invited to a party and you're like, wow, I'm not going to know anyone there or only a couple of people. I'm not going to go. That's outside my comfort zone. And then you talk about how you don't have friends. <laughs> so this year, at the beginning of the year, Kyle, on air, I told you I'm going to accept all invitations for this year. Ooh. And I have. And it's been amazing. <clears throat> what? What did I say no to? Oh,
2: yeah. That's okay. You'll remember soon. Yep. One day. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm not going to remember. Um, he probably won't because he didn't actually say no. Just wanted to give him a little tr- trouble. <laughs> but
0: but I think that's important too, is you, you can't say you don't have any friends and you want to make more friends and you're turning down invitations at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work out. And so that's what you need to do, is you need to extend yourself. You need to go beyond yourself and beyond your limitations, quote, of, of what you're thinking that you can and can't do yeah
1: what is the, um, the most unique or obscure way you've met someone that you are still friends with today as an adult
0: oh that's good it's gonna be tough because as I'm thinking there's dead air that
1: okay well continue thinking See I'm gonna on. share a story continue thinking I'm gonna share one <laughs> um I I was working sometimes I was working at Best Buy and um, this girl came in to get a car stereo installed and she's trying to get some shit done for free. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. No, it's gonna be this, blah, blah, And then the installers were like, hey yeah, tell her to come back here, tell her to come back here. I was like, okay, go around back, they'll take care of you. So the installers take care of, it, get everything taken care of. And I, I don't remember exactly what had happened, what transpired. And she, she was hanging out with one of the guys in the install bay. And uh, they were texting me as a joke, like, "Hey, this is so and so. I met you at the club last week." Because I was young, I was single at Best Buy, went out a lot, hung out a lot, met people, right? And I was like, "Oh no, I don't remember." So what's up? Who's this? Where where do we meet at? Yeah. <coughs> it turned out it was my boy Rob Nedro, who you have yeah. met, and Simone, playing around like trying to prank me. Yeah. And I was in. They got me. It was and Simone like, funny. was a girl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and ever since then we've become friends like she was quite a bit younger right so it was kind of like a brother or sister relationship she'd be like hey what are you doing I'm like I'm just chilling at home oh do you care if I stop by yeah I don't care whatever and she would come by like after school and hang out with me and Rob or whoever and then get ready to go do stuff because she did want to be at home right she's like young wanted to be out and hanging out um, so it was like super weird how we met and how we Continue to communicate. I don't even know how we stayed friends or how we kept communicating and kept in touch with each other, but that was one that was like really weird and memorable way to meet somebody is from someone else in like prank text messaging. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think for me, looking back, maybe, and, and this is going to kind of go into what you said earlier, as adults, we don't just go up to someone and say, hey, do you want to be friends? Um, but I did do that one time. Um so Jocelyn I've, I've kind of talked about talked about that on air someone I worked with right but it we didn't become friends because of work I saw enough qualities in her to where I was like you know what I want to be friends with her so I went up to her and I was like look this is going to sound really weird and creepy and I was like I want to be friends with you like like good friends And she was like, oh, like, yeah, like, I want to be good friends with you, too. I was like, I just want to skip past all the, you know, little increments and and eventually six months down the road, we're friends. We see enough value in each other. Can we just skip all that and be friends? And she was like, sure. And And I was like, I've never done this before. I don't know what this means. And she was like, yeah, neither have I. And so we decided
1: do we we share underwear now?
0: We, uh, (laughs) you know, so that's how that's how we became friends. (coughs) And it was it was so unique. And I've done that now with with other people that I see enough value in. I'll go up to him. I'm like, you know what? Like, I know I just met you. I see enough value in you. I'd like to be friends or, you know, something along those lines. And if they think that's weird, then that's fine. Then they, I do not want to be friends with them anyway. Or, you know, that's uh, not the kind <laughs> of person I- Don't be petty. Don't be petty. I'm just saying, that's not the kind of person I I, I probably want in my life.
1: Uh-huh. Maybe but you it, misread
0: the situation. It was just an escalated path. And I, I thought that was fantastic. And I've done it, you know, a lot more since. And what that does is it helps define, you know, okay, where do you go from? When do you go from an acquaintance to a friend, to a close friend, to a best friend?
1: And how you define that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Me and My buddy Tim talked about that recently, too. He was like, when did we actually become friends? Because we were acquaintances, friends of friends. It was kind of like, I don't know. Somewhere along the line, we were like, we had mutual drinking buddies. And we kind of figured out, hey, this guy's kind of cool. We should hang out. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's yeah. like
0: Glenn and I became friends because other friends continuously let us down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
2: Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I just kept getting invited to parties by real hit and finally eventually I just went, Okay, fine. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's I'll see what this what is I all like. about. I keep yeah. hearing his parties are great. Let's see. Didn't know anyone there, but you know what? It was it was still fun. hmm Good well, shit. Well, I was thinking about movies. And then yes, movies, yeah, that was another right. thing. We did have uh, several people not Romantic up. movie dates? Well, we had several people say, "Yeah, we'll be there for the movie," and then never show up. So, did it you was guys have fun?
0: Did you guys go see
1: Twenty Seven Dresses
2: together? No,
1: no, just
0: Fifty Shades. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. But, but it was interesting because we would do these midnight releases, and at one point, I mean, I still have the pictures. There were like twenty of us. Nice. Like, yeah, we would continuously do this. And little Eventually, by little, it just it dropped just got down to us, mm-hmm. to where Glenn and I, like, we said to each other, we're like, "Why do we even? And why do we even invite other people if we know it's just gonna be us now?" Yeah. And then it was just us. You yeah. stop
1: asking people, like, "Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, let's go." We know that we enjoy this. Let's go together. We don't have to hold hands anymore. We don't have to do the popcorn trick anymore.
2: It's the stretch. Yeah, he knows where it's Ah, at. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was just stretching. Yeah, good stuff. No, I do have a pretty weird friendship thing, and something I don't actually recommend because social media is kind of bad, right? Oh yeah, Um, it's not great for making good friends. (laughs) However, um, playing Xbox. Oh yeah, that's one thing I'm I'm known for, right? And it's one of those friendships that just sort of Happened. I met some guys playing on uh, Halo Five. Mm-hmm. Was it Five? No. Three. Time Sorry. I'm yeah, Matt. I think that Matt. was about three. Yeah, it was. It was three. Would have been Halo Three, but yeah, met him on Halo Three. And we've been chatting on there. We we teamed up several times and then just kept playing together. Eventually, it just got down to hey, what what area of the country are you in? Oh, well, I'm in Washington. Hey, I'm in Washington too. Where? Well, I'm, I'm out in up. Oh, I'm, hey, I'm in Tacoma. Let's just go get a burger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's, that's how that came about. And I've got several friends that I met that way through through Xbox.
1: That's pretty cool. You, you know, we were just discussing that recently with... Um, all right, we're going to wrap up really soon, but I want to share this too. Nintendo 64. Last game <laughs> console to have four <laughs> fucking controller ports. Yes. Right? Why'd yes. that go away?
0: Nine. Why'd that go away? Because now everything's wireless, you can do four controllers, anyways. <laughs> no, you can't. Most games don't have. Oh, okay. Co-op. I know what you mean. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, Why'd yeah. that Go away. Yeah. You don't have internal co-op. It's all because wire, because
1: wire. if I allow you to all play four players on one system, you don't all have to buy a seventy dollar <laughs> game,
2: right? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Quadrupling your revenue. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. That's also a way to force people into their. Online services, yeah. Both not only both of which you get a a a monthly recurring revenue, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bastards. Anyway, that that was really it. You know how the how the gaming uh, community has shifted. You used Mm -hmm. to play games with your friends. Now you play games with people who become your friends.
2: You'd set up multiple TVs to play with each other too. It was great. Yep.
1: Yeah. Not anymore. Anyway.
2: Well, shoot, guys. Today's episode is all about making
1: friends as adults. How do you do it? Is it easier than making friends as a child, really? Or is it more difficult? Mm. Do you have more or less opportunities as an adult than you do as a child? I would argue that you have more opportunities as an adult, but it's definitely more difficult because of societal norms that we believe to be true.
0: I think you have the ability to create more opportunities as an adult.
1: Do you have the ability to create more opportunities as a child? No. So would that mean there's less opportunities?
0: As as a child I still think you have more opportunities because every year you're, you know, 30 new people. Every year 30 new people or you go to school, you know, high school there's 1200 kids. As an adult though, you have the ability to create opportunities. So here's what I was But say. the vast majority never will.
1: In my elementary school, there was two second grade teachers, two third grade teachers, two fourth grade teachers, two fifth grade teachers. So there was 60 people. Mhm there was a 50% chance that half of those people were going to be in your same grade in fourth grade and in fifth grade. So it was like maybe 10 or 15 new people. But it was the same 60 fucking people that kept going like this in a couple of transplants. So to me, it, in a, we could agree to disagree, but I I truly believe that as an adult, you have more opportunities and you, and you can create more opportunities. Because at work, unless you work in a very small office, in our office we have four or five hundred people, that's a lot. So think about that. Is it easier or is it more difficult as a child versus an adult? How many opportunities do you have? Um, What are we doing to ourselves to prevent loss that is also preventing us from gain, from creating more friendships and developing more relationships? Take a look at your circle of influence. Rohit mentioned a stat earlier that your 10 closest friends are the equivalent of what your bank account is today. So take a look at that. And if your bank account is not where you want it to be, take a look at your friends. And I'm not saying don't be their friends anymore, but maybe bring others into your circle. And as always, if you're the smartest person in the room, get the fuck out of the room. You were in the wrong room. You're not going to learn anything. Unless you're an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> then it's okay, I guess. I'm unless you kidding. have to be there. Yeah, unless you gotta be. <laughs> unless you're getting paid to be there. Then you're good. Then you good. Then you
2: good. Been there, done that.
1: Yep.
0: Um, but with that said, you guys got anything else before we close out the show today? Now, I I I think it's important and and as, as awkward as this is, if you see someone that, that you want to be better friends with, or maybe they're a friend in your life and you want them to play a larger role in your life, tell them. Especially if you guys are already friends, it's going to be flattering to them. If you go up to someone and say, Glenn, you know, I've, I've, I've had a good time hanging out with you. I'd like for us to be better friends. It's only going to be awkward when you first start doing it. But now, I mean, I can say that all the time, no problem. It's going to be a little awkward for the other person because we don't do that as adults or even as kids. We never really truly evaluate our friendships. Um, but I think it's, it's super important to do. Always take a look at who who is in your life. And Circle of Influence episode, that's all it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what it's centered around. Circled around, if you will. Mm. I dig it. Yeah, definitely. Take time to evaluate those those friendships and relationships and see what they're doing for you and what you're doing for them. With that being said, thanks for tuning in for another fantastic episode of the GYSD Podcast. Get your shit together. GYSDpodcast.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Rohit's favorite, Pinterest. Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Leave your feedback and share the podcast with your friends on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever, uh, Google Play Store, whatever application you're using on your Android or iOS device. And if you're listening on a laptop or desktop, go to the website, gusdpodcast.com. See you next week.
0: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.